You're listening to Buck's Breakfast. Time now then to take a closer look at today's front pages. And uh, I'd like to start actually with the Metro this morning. And of course, there is still a lot of coverage um, of uh, the situation in Afghanistan as that unfolds. But uh, the Metro this morning have picked up on the story of the Afghan women. Their headline is True Courage. The army gives up, President flees but Afghan women stand up to the Taliban. What an amazing display of courage. Um, Defending their rights uh, in a protest in front of armed gunmen, a group of women with handwritten messages just written on scraps of paper telling the country's new regime, we want our rights and no force can ignore and stifle women well. What courage. Uh, it takes my breath away. More power to them. Let's hope that uh, that works out and uh, something we'll be keeping an eye on. Jonathan. Mm, I agree absolutely. And actually, it's one thing that, that has always struck me uh, uh, as uh, being particularly odd about the photographs. Uh, you know, the um, the uh, young, uh, young men, I mean, in this case, the Taliban men, who are basically t- taking selfies and grinning at the camera in small groups, mm. except that they're sitting on a tank and holding AK-47s. Mm. Yes, so something is very very definitely odd about that. Uh, can I start with a, a slight smug feeling? Uh, one of those I told you so moments. Oh, go on, uh, in the in the front page of the FT, down down the side and the uh, the briefing and, and the word being brief, charm offensive against Mr. White Hat. Um Poly Network uh, which is the uh, the pe- the people who had that six hundred million dollars in uh, um, Bitcoin or whatever it was, cryptocurrency stolen and then returned? They have offered to um, hire the man who stole it as their chief security advisor. Oh. I told you this would happen, didn't I say? <laughs> yeah. That um, it was um, just the prelude to a job application yes, several days ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very well done, very well done. Um, the Guardian, top right-hand corner of their front page this morning, and this is pointing to an article inside G2 today, and the headline is, The Women Forced Out of Work Because of the Menopause. Now, I haven't read the article yet, um, but my goodness, I thought we were just, you know, getting past all of this and valuing the experience and the skills of uh, women who have, a, uh, you know, have a few more years under the belt, so to speak. Um, uh, you know, and on the other hand, there is a bill uh, that's going through Parliament at the moment, or certainly has been presented to Parliament, um, about uh, more support for women at this stage in their life. And uh, HRT being free, uh, prescriptions and uh, various other measures and that was brought to our attention by the blogger actually Lydia Loves 50 so um, if you follow her she can keep you posted on uh, on that progress of that through Parliament but this story oh it just makes me so angry when you just think you'd got past all of this attitude but I need to go and read the article yeah you need to go and sit down with a cup of I think Yes. Uh, while, while you read it, because otherwise your blood pressure will be off the scale, I suspect. <laughs> yeah, that's um, another just below, that, <laughs> just below that on the uh, front page of The Guardian. Uh, watchdog in U-turn amid dispute over ME therapy. So the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, the, that organisation with the wonderful acronym NICE, uh, has withdrawn long-awaited guidance on ME uh, the, uh, uh, what's it actually called, myalgic encephalomyelitis. 
ME, uh, or chronic fatigue syndrome, and once unkindly known as yuppie flu. Well, we've sort of got over that a little bit, haven't we? But there's obviously still a, a lot of controversy going on because uh, their guidance uh, has been in the pipeline for a very long time and now it's been withdrawn just before publication after a backlash from medical groups. Mm. So in other words, the arguments are still going on. What the arguments are is another matter and I, I confess that I don't understand. Okay, let's move on. Uh, I've got a couple from the time, something light-hearted, and then a couple that aren't quite so light-hearted. Um, so, uh, first of all, um, Leslie Ann Jones writes about Bob Dylan, and uh, the headline says Bob Dylan and the sordid 60s. Now, I don't want to talk about the Bob Dylan story itself, only to say that back in the day... I'm sure there were thousands of pop stars who had young women, too young, but dressed up to make themselves look older so they could get into the gig, so that they could get to the bar and maybe stand next to their hero at the bar. And uh, I, I dread to think how this might pan out. Uh, if uh, well, well, we'll just have to wait and see. But I think there was a lot of it going on. Um, and, you know, are these ageing rock stars... I'm going to get shot down for this, but are they to blame if someone has doled themselves up to make themselves look older than they are? Mm, yeah, and you can also say things were different then, which doesn't make it all right, no. but it wasn't remarkable then. No, no, And if, no. The, if that sort of um, uh, coverage had happened in the 60s, most people would have said, in maybe not so many words, so what? yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, also in the Times, just before we move on, breathe in. Bodycon is back. This is a fashion uh, feature inside Times 2. Sucking in stomach while well, we speak. Just, just as we've all put on loads of weight because we've all been <laughs> sat around for 18 months, the, the fashion people, masochists that they are, want us now to be showing off all of our curves with uh, Bodycon is body contouring and it's fashion that, uh, that sort of sucks you in and shows off your curves in all the right places. Some of us have curves in the wrong places. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> well, maybe that's the trick, that well, uh, they've invented clothes that turn the wrong places into the right places. Well, maybe, but are they or comfortable? Maybe we, maybe we just need to all look at it slightly differently. <laughs> Can I raise something that, uh, Pippa, you've, um, you've commented on from, from time to time about uh, political announcements? Mm. Uh, this is in The Times and also in The Express. And I, I suspect my first reaction when I saw this was, oh, yeah, this is a perfect day to bury bad news uh, story. Mm. Um, because The Express and The Times both saying triple lock pension pledge <gasps> to be scrapped. Yes. So in other words, that guarantee that uh, the state pension is going to go up by whichever is the least of these three things. Yes. Which was a manifesto commitment by the Tories for the last election. Yes. And they mentioned it from time to time over the last few weeks and months. And I looked at that and I thought, okay, it's going to be scrapped. And then my second thought was, ah, hang on, read the story, mm. refer to page two of the Times and, and so on. And um, in the Times, on page two, the word expected appears twice in mm -hmm. the first paragraph. So in other words, it's not been announced. The uh, politicians, the government, are floating it to see what the reaction is. And also they're timing it 
so that uh, it sort of gets shunted to the sides a little bit by everything that's going on in Afghanistan. Yeah. I can't shake the feeling that both of those things are happening and they're hoping that it'll go unnoticed and then they can just go and do it anyway. Well, the thing is that it was a manifesto commitment and it's part of the set of promises that they mm. got voted in on. Now... Uh, obviously, you know, things have happened uh, with the pandemic and so on that couldn't have been foreseen. But uh, to to even float the idea of putting the squeeze on pensioners at this point, when they're still going ahead with HS2, is just... It, it, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. Just cancel HS2. That would pay for so many things that we really need right now <laughs> yes now call me cynical but um man- the words manifesto commitment to my mind mean just another promise to be broken yes i'm cynical you are yes, cynical I'm. yeah yeah um <laughs> there's a nice one in the eye which um has a sort of slightly personal re- reminiscence for me which i'll cover briefly in a moment but uh, the the eye just scrolling down to find it um just uh, referring us to page 33 life in pompeii revealed after discovery of slave Oh. Now, now, how long ago is it that Pompeii started to be dug up? But they're still doing it. There is so much that is still buried under a thick layer of ash that there are still being revelations. Yeah. And the personal reminiscence is many years ago, I had a last minute call. Could you go to Naples tonight? for a meeting in the morning and uh, and I did that and uh, coming back from somewhere on the coast outside Naples in in the taxi I'm thinking I'm seven hours early for my plane what am I going to do in Naples airport for seven hours and we passed a sign on on the motorway that said Pompeii Mm. so I tapped the driver on the shoulder and said can we so I had my lunch sitting on a Roman curbstone in Pompeii wow Uh, off the beaten track this is the thing that there's so much of it that once you get away from the uh, the Italian school trips, you can sit there in complete peace and quiet on a Roman curbstone in a Roman living room, mm. and you can almost hear the ghosts. Yeah. So um, I would urge you, if you get the chance, you've got to go to Pompeii. It's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Fantastic. And on that point, we shall say those are today's front pages. Thank you very much, sir.